What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Dwayne Finley, here uh, with the cypher, with my with the good doctor in the house, AJ Good. What's up, AJ? What's up, man? Going on. So we made our we made our promise. We're gonna get we're gonna do more frequently. We're gonna post some more frequent with more frequency in 2021. Now that we got 2020 behind us, AJ, what? It, <laughs> look at back at that god awful year. What 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 is your takeaway from tw- from 2020? What what what's your what's your uh, good, bad, and ugly, so to speak? Good, bad, and ugly. Um, really, man, don't take nothing for granted, man. I think that True. ties into all those categories. Don't take nothing for granted, man, because. Any given moment, it can be whatever, whatever it is can be taken away from you. So don't take nothing for granted, man. And I mean, and, and, and a lot of us, I don't know, some, you know, it's it, it was I think when we first started doing shows in 2020, COVID, it just kind of hit. And, you know, from like some people, it touched everybody in some way. Right. Yes. Some people it took a, like for me, it took a long time before anybody I knew uh, that had it or had been affected. And then. My fucking, like, my whole household got it, except Atticus. I don't know how Johnny swerved it, but Johnny had enough problems at the beginning of the year with the, the hospital shit. But, it, like, it came to our house, and I, and I swear to goodness, it was nothing. My wife got it the worst, and it was nothing but really like a, almost like two days of flu for her. My right. daughter had it. It wasn't really nothing at all. But some people, they, they lost their lives behind it. You know what I mean? Right. It was right. so weird that it affected people differently. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like... Somehow, some way, somebody had some form of it. Yes. So it, it, it affect each person, each household, each family differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, like, same thing with my household. It came and wiped us all out. I had it, and I was shut down for about four days, yep. and I was good. Then, you know, I think, like, both my kids, they had, like, strep throat. Yeah. Uh-huh. For, you know what I mean? And then, you know, my significant other, she was shut down for, like, a day. Yeah. And that was it. So, I think... Somehow, some way, it, it has been through some households, and it just affects everybody differently, man. So, and you know, the one thing, it, and another thing, it did was, and I, it was took away what we used to call normal, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, just seeing, like, watching a movie on Netflix there at night, and they're doing a scene, they're a scene in the movie where everybody's eating at a restaurant, and there's people out, like. Right. That shit, you like, it's so weird to think you look at a, you're looking at a scene at a restaurant being like, that's how shit used to be. That's how it used to be, right. I mean, I don't know, honestly, man, do you think, like, I'm starting to think we don't ever go back to it, you know? You think? Man, I, I, I think that, like, there's a good chance that in the, in, a, in the next year, we're still doing this shit, right? Because now they're talking about, now that vaccine, did you, I don't know if you can see it, because when you pulled up, I don't know if it was still light out, but the old marsh at the corner of... 116 in Brook School down here, they have signs all over it that it's a it's a vaccination zone. So now they have all these vaccines and they're gonna like it's an old grocery store, they're gonna come in and they're gonna they're gonna work people through to get like mass vaccines. So like that's the way they gotta like set it up to do. Now, I don't know anybody who had the vaccine yet, do you? Uh few people. Uh-huh. Few people. You know, uh just it's a few people. Yeah, it's nothing mass yet, though, right? Not nothing mass. It's like uh, I think the guy that that at the school I work at, he's a trainer, mm-hmm. so he had to have it just because he's you know kind of in the front lines of everything. And yeah. Then, uh, one of a uh, guy I coach with, his mom got it because she works in the hospital. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Yeah, and but that's the thing. So like, so now in the next couple months, it's we're supposed to kind of. Imagine we'd all get this vaccine or it's going to be presented, but still, like I said, that it's, it's still not something that's completely fleshed itself all the way out yet. You know what I mean? Like 
where I, I you would think that we'd be at the tail end of like like recovery getting better and, and the way it looks it's 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 still to the point where our kids aren't fully back to school yet right it's not it's not a cure all yeah you don't feel like all right this is it this yeah is, like that shit's over it's over yep you know so it, it's not a cure all and speaking of school i feel like the way school is set up right now i can see it being like that that's what i'm saying like like I, with, with kids having the option to be virtual or yep. present in the classroom I can see it being like that. Yep. Even when all this shit is over with, I can still see it being like that. And, so and like and not just kids like that. Like a lot of places that people start people had to work from home mm-hmm. with this new with this with this adjustment and and now that's that's the way it's gonna stay, right? Like I, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying a year from now, I can see us still not going into full restaurants. Our kids still doing hybrid. Right. Like I can still see this being like this this being the normal, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I yeah. can see it. Like I said, I, I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. I think we all mentally wanted to take 2020 and be like, mentally, like, get that gone and get a fresh start. And then magically, it, I think we we're all trying to convince ourselves that magically a new way would open up in 2021. And it just feels like 2020 has kind of extended itself for a couple of weeks, you know? Yeah. With the craziness, yeah. 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 I mean... And that's what I'm saying. Let's just get into this shit then. Like, you know, at, at the Cypher, we kind of like to talk about all topics. We don't limit it to one thing and we don't limit it to, to one point of view. We have different, you know, different scopes and perspectives. Let's talk about, you know, let's, let's get political for a second, man. Like, you and I both stay out of that shit. We don't, we don't voice it. Or, but how do you, like, there's no way we can ignore the fact that this, this shit happened at, at our Capitol with the, with the fucking riots and all the shit we've seen come out of that. And I'm expecting more riots on the 16th and 17th. So, like, you know, do you feel like this is just the tail end of the crazy? Or do you think it just could continue to get crazier? I don't know. I hope it doesn't get crazier. Let me say that first <laughs> and foremost. I hope it doesn't get crazier. I just feel like, you know, bad leadership, you know, inflicts, you know, wrong actions. Yep. So that, that's, that's just what we're seeing right now with, you know, what just happened about a week, week and a half ago. So, you know, bad leadership inflicts wrong action. Like, I feel like he basically got up there and told them to do, yep. you know, storm the Capitol building like that. Yeah. You know I mean? And then there were people, there were like Senator Ted Cruz, is, was there, there was other people in Congress that were supporting it too. And that's the thing, man. It's like, look, I got a kick out of all those, because I don't know if you saw it the day after the riots, they were showing like before and afters of the people storming the Capitol or the people's mugshots who got arrested. Right, right, like, right, right. You are storming, you are occupying federal fucking territory, right? right. Like, Secret Service is, there's no way you're getting away with this. Like, the guy who stole like the podium and shit. Right. You're going to prison, right? Or you're going to jail. Like, right. that's what I'm saying is I don't think so many people acted with, without fucking reality of consequence. You know what I mean? Like, and I think a lot of that, that was the problem. That was the problem. A lot of them think, thought, Hey, nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, that, that's that's the problem. A lot of them thought nothing would happen to them. All right, and you know it's crazy because I seen I seen something today where one of them's begging, you know, Trump for a party. Yeah, because he's facing a prison sentence. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I believe they did that because they thought nothing would happen to them. Absolutely. And we're gonna pause right now. We'll come back after this break. We're gonna plug from our sponsor here, and uh, we'll get back to you. And we're back. Thanks for that. I don't know. They put these random sponsors, so I don't know who, uh, but who sponsored that se- segment? Shout out to them. Thank you. Shout out. Thank to you them. for that. For that. For that time and the money that somebody else sees. But uh, 
was here. We're here at the Cypher. It's your host, Dwayne, and I'm joined, as always, by the good Doc Nasty, AJ Gooden. And then we're talking about the new look of 2021. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's flip it over to something a little lighter. Basketball's back, okay? Now, it's funny. It, it doesn't feel like it's, it, was, it was a really weird, weird cycle because it feels like the playoffs just happened. Right. And now they're back. Now we're, we're back, back again. again. I think they, it's just kind of like a, a sliding scale to get it back in the in the normal months. And yeah, time they normally have it. That's all that is. So like the season will be a little shorter. Uh huh. They'll play. I think it's like ten games shorter than normal. So I think it's just their way of getting it back on track from you know the the uh, shutdown from last year. But there were some, as always with the NBA. There's always crazy movement. It feels like mm-hmm. you know they're. Uh, you know, every every year, every off season, there seems to be one big crazy trade. This year, it was James Harden. I mean, uh, can't overlook John uh, John Wall. Uh, where do you go, Houston? Yep. And then uh, uh, Chris Paul went to uh, Arizona. Yep. Or uh, yeah, it went to Phoenix. Phoenix. Uh-huh. So now, and now the new one is James Harden to Brooklyn. So you have Harden, uh, Kyrie, and KD. You know. I don't like it. No. No. All right, Doc. Tell me why you don't like it. It's just not enough basketballs. Oh, so good boy. It's not enough basketballs. I don't like unless James Harden changes up the way he plays. I don't like it. You so say you're saying there's not enough basketballs to go around, right? Nah, no, because Kyrie is a is a dominant ball person, and James Harden is a dominant ball person. Yep. Where Kevin Durant, you know, he doesn't have to have the ball in his hand, but he's just so efficient. I just feel like it's taken away from Kevin Durant's greatness. Right. And that well, that was the problem that they managed at Golden State. It never really bubbled up, but you could tell at times it was tense with Curry, Clay, and and, and KD. What well, made it so beautiful out there, you know, uh, Curry and um, Clay. Clay, I can't think of his name. Hmm. I got brain fart. Curry and Clay don't demand the ball like that. Yeah. And really, and I, I remember telling people this. I mean, you can just run an offense with that group. Yep. You just run. You don't gotta worry about isolating this person. And when you find your mismatch, you'll find you can just run an offense. Yep. You know what I mean? So he was still great out there. That's why. That's what made it so beautiful. So see, I think they're gonna run into the same problem that they ran into with Westbrook coming to Houston, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the same thing. Like, they're, like, like you said, like, like you said, Curry and Clay were more than happy to take less to take less shots and to be. And to be a, a standing threat because that was the thing is you had to respect both of those guys. I respect so, all of them. Somebody was going to have a mismatch. Somebody was getting open, somebody right? Somebody was getting open. Yep. And, and good open shots. What made them so beautiful, you're willing to pass up the good shot for the great shot. Yeah. That's what makes it so beautiful. So I feel like, you know, Westbrook in, in Houston, what the problem was, you know, Westbrook was just like, I'm not about to stand around and watch you dribble. Yeah. So, you know, I won't out. Yeah. So I'm good with leaving. You know what I mean? And, and there's no hard friction between those two, which I'm glad to see. But Westbrook just said, I'm just not doing that. So I get it. Well, Westbrook, it's funny you bring that up because Westbrook, the story actually came out yesterday that Westbrook is kind of opening, <clears throat> is kind of opening the bag of secrets about his time in Houston. Mm-hmm. Westbrook said publicly that he, he had a problem with James Harden's commitment and partying as well. I agree. Yeah. You know? I mean, we, we know he's a partier. Like, yep. Look at him right yeah. now. He's about 15 pounds overweight. <laughs> Looking like Rick Ross. Right. And, <laughs> you know, to each his own. But, you know, the reason why those guys are so great because of their level of commitment yep. and, and sacrifice and discipline to their art, to their craft, 
You know what I mean? So if you if you putting in all this time and hours, you know, to be great, and you see this other guy on your team not doing the same and showing up late, like that's unfair to everybody else on the team. Right. So I get it. Like I said, I get it. And you can't do nothing but respect Russell Westbrook and that where he stands at on that. But do you think now? Here's the second part of the question. Do you think this is something that Westbrook should have vocalized while he was in Houston? Do you think maybe that could have changed things if he would have said? But I heard he did. Yeah, I heard he's be like, "Hey, fuck that, start the film." Yeah, he ain't here. Fuck that, let's go, let's start. Yeah, we supposed to start at this time. We're not waiting on him. Let's go. Yeah. So I heard, yeah, I heard stories where he used to do that all the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because he's showing up late, or hey, we doing this. This is a whatever day. I'm not gonna get there on time or not come. Yeah. So I heard a lot of times where he stepped in like, "Hey, fuck that, we're starting now." Yeah. We said practices at this time. We're starting on this time. Film session at this time. We're starting at this time. So, like, again, you can do nothing but respect his stance on that. Absolutely. Now, but I think the problem was that if you had Westbrook doing that, but the, but the franchise was banking so much on Harden that they put Westbrook in that secondary slot, that even though he's the one saying, I'm here, and I'm, and I'm doing this, and I'm showing my commitment, but you're still viewing me as a second, as the, as the number two guy, then that's never going to change. I want out, right? Basically. I just want out. I don't think he looked at it as the number one, number two guy. Uh-huh. I mean, you know that was Harden. I think he knew that was Harden's team when he went there. But it's just one of those things. Like I'm not just going to stand around and watch you dribble, yeah, sixty seven times and put up a shot with no passes, yeah. Like that's bad basketball. Yep, I get it. Hey, he's good at what he do, Harden. You know what I mean? He's one of the one of the pro- pro- prolific scores that ever played a game. Yes, I get that. But at the same time, it's bad basketball. You're never going to win a championship that way. And that goes to say, like, I, they call it the, like, Yankee syndrome, right? Remember how in the 90s, the Yankees, every year the Yankees would just buy up the, 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 the biggest guy out there, mm-hmm. the biggest bat or pitcher out there, and it seemed like the Yankees were always recru- uh, have, had an all-star team roster, and they were winning two out of every three, right? Right. It doesn't really happen that way in basketball because you need the right fit. So it doesn't matter how many all-stars you put together. They have to gel, right? Have to gel, yes. Because like you said, some people have to make sacrifices. Maybe take a less shot. Maybe take a less shine. Mm-hmm. But they have to you know, commit more. And that's why I give so much prop to that, that crazy Bulls team in the 90s because they played their roles right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like like Robin wasn't trying to score, but he was he was your rebound guy. Right. And then Scotty, he was your number two, but, but Scotty did everything else, right? That's knowing and accepting your roles. Exactly. That's knowing and accepting your roles, which is very important in any type of teamwork atmosphere. Yep. Rather that's I mean, I get it, everybody wants to be the man, but hey, sometimes you you have to be okay with not being the man or woman or whatever. Yep. You have to be okay with, with that. Be okay with what you provide. To the table. Yep. Right. Play and play, play. Do your role and do it well, right? Do your part. Yeah. Be a star in your role. That's what I tell the kids all the time. Yep. Be a star in your role, especially you know the high school kids. Be a star in your role. Yep. Whatever you bring to the table is gonna make us greater. You gotta sacrifice the I for right. The we. You know, you and 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 know and know where you fit in and what strength you bring to that, right? Yep. And then then do that and do that well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of times you see in youth sports, right, where you have. You have a lot of, I think the idea, I think that gets lost a lot of times. Like you said, even at high school to, to that, that tween teen level, mm-hmm. that the focus gets put on, you know, like uh, I used to, it used to drive me nuts when I would see after the game, somebody run to the scores table, look at the scorebook, see how many points they had. Especially if we lost, man. Right, right. You know what I mean? I'd be like, what the fuck you looking at that? What's that matter? I, I, it, it doesn't matter. So, nope. Like I said. 
parents gotta understand, man, your kid, especially the boys, more so than the than the girls uh, at the youth sport level. Your kid is not Michael Jordan, right? All right. Your kid is not guaranteed a D one scholarship because at eight or nine years old they're the best kid on the court, right? Now. Yeah, it's not always gonna be that way, right? You know what I mean? Every kid develops differently. You know what I mean? Every every kid the light clicks on at a different time phase in their life. So you know, it's all about the developmental process. I feel like more parents need to uh, relax. Yeah, relax. Enjoy, enjoy it, right? Relax and enjoy the ride. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy your kids' development process. Yep. All right, wherever they struggle at, allow them to struggle. Yep. Because it teaches them how to never quit. Yep. And grind through. And what they learn in that process aids them for the rest of their, for the life. Rest of their life. Right. No matter. Yeah. No, like I said no. Every kid's not gonna go professionally play yep. sports. But hey, whatever job they have, whatever, you know, they're going to college just to go to college, not playing sports. Hey, because college is rough. You know what I mean? They, they got that stick to it of this because they learned that playing basketball or football, whatever sport they're playing at eight, nine, ten yep. years old. And it also helps that you that's why I love I love like like AJ AJ coaches his dad coaches and I and I and there's a few other coaches that my son has even had that I love that are old school coaches and I say old school by the fact that they will they they will tear down to build up right mm-hmm. that they are not afraid to get loud to get direct to to the child to the athlete to say hey you messed up this is what you got to do and it's never something done out of anger it's always a, a learning lesson but parents I see so many parents that are like oh that coach yelled at my son or he's being loud or blah blah, blah. like no 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 the best guidance I ever had outside of parenting was through coaching right mm-hmm. that it you have to allow your daughter or son to take that reprimand. Right to take that that hard that hard conversation, and then to see how they can adjust, accept, and and, and grow from there. Right grow from there, yes, agreed, agreed. And that teaches kids how to be better. Like you said, teammates, friends, employees. You know, like they're sure enough, you're guaranteed going to have a boss that's that's hard on you. Hey, life is hard. Right, life is hard. Nothing's given. Nothing. Nothing comes easy. Nothing. You know, whatever it is you want. Or you desire for it, you gotta work for it. Absolutely. So hey, like I said, a lot of a lot of these lessons, life lessons, come from youth sports. Absolutely, they I come mean, from sports. So. And that's what I mean. There's so few are privileged. Even those who are privileged, they get things easy. AJ and I have seen the, plenty of those people that it doesn't it doesn't work out in a different way for them, right? Like there's something lost in it. So you know that's why you have to appreciate the grind, appreciate starting from a low point and building to a high point. And it may, the, and, and the trick that mo, that AJ just touched on that most people miss is they forget to enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, I, I heard enjoy some. I heard one time somebody say. I wish somebody would tell us that these are the good times while you're in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's pretty profound, right? Because you always hear people say, oh, man, that those were the good times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, nobody's aware that it's the good times. You're always, you're always aware in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because people are looking and the, putting their focus in the wrong direction. Like, AJ uh, a, a, has coached my son since going into the fourth grade. And now we're finishing seventh, but that's going to be our fourth summer. And I've enjoyed every bit of this time that we've got to spend together and watch the boys grow and watch them develop as young men but it's been the process of like the memories created is that like when when they get older they're going to remember those tournaments out of town mm-hmm. and staying at the hotels and you know 
you know, eating fast food and, and staying up late. That That's the thing is like, if you're looking at it just like, oh, well, you know, we want to stay on many trophies. We, it's never been about that, no, right? Never been about that. And it'll never, never be about that. It's never been my focus with, with them is winning. And I get it. Yes, I want to win. And you guys, my guy, Dwayne here, I'm, <laughs> I'm a huge competitor. When it comes Absolutely. To being, I want to win at all costs. But when it comes to these guys, I want to develop them. I want them to understand certain things and, and why this is this and why that is that. Yep. So it's always been a development uh, factor. And so, and, you know, as he knows, you know, each kid came in at a certain level. And I'm excited for this upcoming year, man, because they all been working. They, they, they understand my logic on work and what it takes to be successful. So yep. and, and they've and, all been working on their own. So I'm excited. So and what I love about it is we were kind of talking before the show started. This is our, like I said, this is our fourth summer together. And but we, but it's not just been a summer; it's a year-round thing. But what I love about it is these seeds that AJ planted like four years ago, five years ago. You're getting to watch these seeds, per, you know, yield like the, the, like the, the, the fruit, right? Not the, not, not in just a physical sense the way they play basketball. But you're getting to see like how they develop. And and like for instance, big, big point of pride for AJ and myself but when uh when school ball started with this hybrid learning and stuff a lot of times kids are doing e-learning so they're accountable for themselves so a lot of times when this stuff hit a lot of those kids were ineligible and i think we played a, a game against some other kids uh some other kids from feed their their school and they only had like of the kids eligible like of the of the five of the six kids eligible four were from feed program from the feed program yes you know, mm-hmm. so that that's that that's the, the intangible stuff. That's the stuff that matters, right? That you can look and be proud of and be like, you know what? That shows character there. Great character. You know, that shows effort, and that shows everything that it's about. So and it goes into the mantra, man: focus, effort, energy, discipline. Every day, all day, and that's something. All, that's everything, all aspects of your life. Apply it. I do my best to apply it, and you know, I'm grown. I still make mistakes, but. I'm going to learn from that, and I'm going to always apply those four things to my life. And that's what we're talking about. That's, that's, that's the aspects of growth that, that are important that we all need, that we can all benefit from. So we're going to take another quick commercial break, uh, grab a beer, and then we'll be back with more Cypher. All right, motherfuckers, we're back. Dwayne <laughs> Finley with is your host, and, and uh, riding shotgun, as always, is the good, the good Doc Nasty, A.J. Gooden. Now... We're, we we've touched on it. We talked about sports last segment, and we, I'm sure they'll come back around. But before we leave from sports, all right, oh, all right. oh, AJ got one. I gotta send a huge fucking shout out, and he'll probably kill me for cursing. So my dad, Coach Al Gooden, the Indiana legend, and I hate saying it, mentioning it in this fashion, but it's just real. Al Gooden is the first African American coach in the state of Indiana. To have 500 wins. Amen. And he just got that this past Monday on the 11th, January 11, 2021. And uh, hey, I'm proud of him, man. That's my dad, and you know I love him to death. And I'm proud to have contribute, to learn, and to be a part of all that those 500 wins, man. So big shout out to Al Gooden. Again, first African-American coach to reach 500 wins. And to do it the right way. 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 You know what I mean? With integrity, with discipline, you know what I mean? Because uh, one thing, you know, his reputation, hey, Al Gooden is Al Gooden. And he's going to do it the right way. And he, he preaches hard work and mental toughness. So it wasn't pretty. It was hard. 
You know, I remember, hey, like I said, I played for him at the varsity level for three years. So, hey, it was it was rough when we had to do it. So, I, I hey, again, much shout out as a mentor, as my dad, you know, as someone I'm learning from as a coach. You know, hey, maybe one day I have my, my, my shine and glory. But, again, big shout out to my dad, man, Al Good. That's it. And then this, 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 let's, keep the, let's keep the focus on that. That is an epic milestone. To think about 500 wins, right? 500 wins, yes. 500 wins. 500 wins, period. And like I said, I hate mentioning it as the first African-American. Because if right. you're a good coach, you're a good coach. Shouldn't matter, but 500 wins, man, that's a milestone. Especially in the state of Indiana. Yeah. Basketball is just Basketball's a different king level. here. It's yep. king, yep. you know what I mean? So, shout out to him, man. Love you, Dad. I wonder how many, how many other men does he join on that list? I bet it can't be that long. Can't be that long. I think he's like right now, maybe all time. I think it's like thirteen. Uh huh. I'm gonna say fifteen. I may be wrong. He's yeah. Right there, all time in that area. All wow. time. That's mm-hmm. that's amazing. And mm-hmm. and he has a few state titles under his belt. He has one, one state title, but he's been there five times. So yeah. He's won it one out of five times. And you were there for that one? Yes, I was on it the year we won it. The year he won it, I was on that team, and then we went back the following year and we lost. In the state games, so right? Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying is, you know, AJ AJ isn't isn't sugarcoating at all. Basketball is different level here, man. Like it's different. Yep, it's di- Indiana basketball is different. A different animal. Bro. Yep. I mean, it's just been within the last 15 years that they they went to the the class system. It used right. to be king of the hill. Right, right. It used to be that way. Yeah. It used to be that. It used way. to be like you know we now we're separated by five or six classes, but mm-hmm. for the longest time it was. I mean, that's how you get movies. The movie Hoosiers, you know, that's a true story. I mean, it's not how everything went down, but but Milan, right? Like, right, right. you yep. get a small school that went to the, you know, the, that won it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, because they they had they had they didn't have a fucking six six you know class tier. Right, right. So crazy thing, kind of a, a little short story to to kind of tie into that. You know, with my dad, when I was a kid, every year for no reason. We would go down and watch the state championship games. You know what I mean? So for no reason, be me and be one of my best friends back then. You know what I mean? We'll go back and we'll go down and watch state championship games for no reason. So to, to fast forward that to, you know, I'm 16, 17 years old. We went in the state championship. Uh-huh. That moment, it was like so crazy, so blissful that it felt like it was supposed to happen. Yeah. Because, of, you know, the moments when I was, you know, six, seven, eight years yeah. old. And we just taking these no reason trips to watch state championship basketball games. So, you know what I mean? That's just a beautiful moment in my life. And I'm glad I got to celebrate that with my dad as my coach. Yeah, and that's, I mean, and that's a rarity that not a lot of people get to experience. I mean, every mm-hmm. year people experience it, but that, that number is so few and far between that. Mm-hmm. But you were a young kid down there sitting in the seats and then manifest destiny kind of manifest someday right. I'm going to be here. Someday I'm going to be and here. And one day you're there on the other side of the camera. But now then... He he's been there on the sideline as a coach, you know, like a couple different schools too, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yep. shout out, huge shout out to Big Al. Uh, you know, it's funny is everybody knows that man, you know, and he 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 commands such respect. You know, I, I remember I talked to uh, Coach Moore, who's no longer official. I think he's upstate, but uh, he's at Warsaw High School night right now. Shout out to Coach Moore, man. Coach Moore is a good dude, man. I love that <laughs> dude, man. He re- he was recruiting me out of high school. He's at Grace College, man. Shout out to Coach Moore. Coach Moore, tell me about uh, you know, like, cause 
Because when he was at Fishers, they battled Lawrence Central. You know, he'd always tell me about the good ends and how much respect he had for him. So, so yeah, I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, think about that. To do something that only 15, give or take, 15 have only have ever done, that's fucking crazy. It's crazy. You know? Yes. Crazy. So, so yeah, man, I mean, uh, that, that's, that's what you, that sets a bar for excellence. You know what I mean? And, and like I said, to, to have done it the right way, because there's certainly a fucking wrong way. You know what I mean? I think I think we don't talk about that enough. There's certainly a fucking wrong way to do it, and a lot of uh, you know, especially dude in these times, man. I I I I'm not gonna say anybody by name because it's it's my bad because I'm not quite sure of the exact name. But I see our programs, but I see longtime coaches that wind up in the paper because they reprimanded a kid, or you know, or you know, they or they get they they get put on suspension or fired because. A parent didn't like the way that a, a kid was sat, you know what I mean? Right, right. Back in 15, 20 years ago, you'd be fucking laughed at if you tried that shit, you yeah. know? But now parents get involved. Oh, well, Billy didn't do this, or the coach grabbed Billy's shirt. Like, I can't tell you how many times I had a coach grab my face mask, Man. right? Get in your shit and be like, Finley, what the fuck are you doing, right? Man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I, I, I never went home to my mom and be like, Mom, coach grabbed my face mask and yelled at me. Right, right. You know what? I deserve to get yelled at. I blew that block or I, I fucked the play up. You know what I mean? Different times, man. So, I mean, I get it. You know what I mean? But things like that, especially, when, you know, when I was coming up, it, it made us tough, man. That yes. Bit our, bit, you know, grit our teeth and go, high, uh, go harder. So, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. And now, I mean, we're fortunate. You and I are fortunate enough to have kids that aren't that way they're throwback kids they can handle that shit we ride their ass they they bounce back they they go about it the right way but i you know i look around their teammates and shit i see so many kids that aren't built that way they can't handle some criticism the they times, can't man. they can't handle being yelled at you know times, man. That's it's, all. It's, it's the times speaking of the times now we're gonna flip back into this end of 2020 start of 2021 now let's talk about the movie, I, I, we, we, I know we always talk about movies and shit on here, so I want to bring something to AJ, a question I want to ask you. You know, you and I both enjoy a good trip to the movies, right? right. I mean, it's expensive as fuck, so it's like a $50 night. But there's some movies that are just worth watching in the theater, right? Mm-hmm. That may be gone forever. The, theater, that may be gone forever. That may be one of those. Yes. Theaters may, may not, like our, our kids, 20 years from now, Maybe never take, maybe their kid, our grandkids may never be able to sit in a theater and watch a movie. Now, not because I think the practice will go away, but the business model has been, has been dying left and right. Now, the only way they're staying afloat is movies are like, you and I could like grab 10 kids and say, or, or the basketball team, and we could rent it out for a hundred bucks. Okay. True, true. But that's not normal. I mean, that's, that's. That's case by case. That's event shit. But just going to catch a flick on a Friday, that may never come back. The times, man. And that may never come back. And how and crazy is that? You can stream it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're, if you're a subscriber to, you know, those channels, you know. That's a perfect. You get to, you get to stream it That's now. a perfect segue to what I, because that's the question I was about to ask you. Is so many of these companies now are, are rolling with the times that they're, they are now release, releasing movies simultaneously mm-hmm. to the theater and to, to streaming services. Yep. That are rentable, right? And they're using that as their box office. Like I think Wonder Woman. No, they're not even rentable. Like you can watch it as many times as you want, to right? Because you, you're subscribed or you pay your monthly bill to that streaming service. Yes, but yes. I'm saying like Wonder Woman, 1984 was the first one to do it. 
because that's that's the way they did it was they 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 released to the theater but also to HBO Max. Right. You know? Did you watch it? I haven't seen it yet. I have. What you think about it? It was lackluster. Lackluster. I haven't watched it yet. I have to take it out. Well, like it, it was a good movie. It just there were things about it that like I'm not, if, if I tell you what's wrong with like for instance, okay, here's a big one, okay? That doesn't fuck up anything, but but I want to see what you think. This Wonder Woman caught a lot of feet, a lot of guff. Did you see the first one? Yeah. Okay, so you know Chris Pine, her like love interest, mm-hmm. uh, like he's he's the main character in the first one, right? Right. Well, they bring him back in the second one, but they bring him back in a way that isn't conventional. Like he's back and she sees him as him, but he's really somebody else. Like he, right. he his spirit occupies somebody, somebody else's body. Else's body. Right. So she sees him, we see him, but everybody else would see the other dude, right? right, right. So there's a scene early on where she slips off to fucking knock boots with this dude, right? Mm-hmm. And this dude knocks boots with her, but in, if, it was, if this was real life, it would be some strange guy <laughs> who doesn't know that this chick's having sex with him. Right. So what people said was, like, how are we okay with this dude not really having agency of his body and Wonder Woman just straight raping him? <laughs> right? Just straight raping him. Now, here's a good point. Because to us, Wonder Woman's fine as hell, right? Gal Gadot, right. shout out to Gal. She's fantastic. And people be, oh, that dude lucky, right? But in an in a, in a, in a age of consent, right. motherfucker, I mean, he, he don't know what's happening to him. Right? He didn't stop it, did he? He didn't know. <laughs> So how is that okay, man? Like, how is that okay? As I'm just saying, he didn't stop it, did he? No, he didn't know what was going on. Plus, but dude, you see this hot chick coming on to you, right? Come on, come on just, 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 just think of oh, it. Oh, I get think it. From here. I get it. I get your favorite whoever Hollywood. I get it. Singer, actress, whatever, entertainer, and just coming on to you. And doing anything you 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 your your deepest wildest fantasy, you're not gonna stop. No, that. but that's what I'm saying, man. Hell like no. no, but 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 that doesn't make like okay. You're saying like we have a choice, right? Like we're like I mean, you do have a choice. You can stop it if you want, but who's what what man? He didn't have a choice. Is what I'm saying. Like she, like he, this guy, like the spirit came into his body through uh-huh. this through this dreamstone. Right. So then now this other dude's driving his body, right? Like he's he's the vehicle. Some other motherfuckers at the wheel. Right, right. And the mother feels like I'm going through that tunnel, right? And that's a cool ass tunnel. And you should be lucky I'm driving through this tunnel, right? The point is he didn't have agency, right, of right. his body. He couldn't right. say yes or no. Right. So what I'm saying is like, if, think about that. If, like you said, if it's a hot-ass chick or if she's glamorous, you'd be like, oh, bro, you'd be lucky, which is partially true. But is it right? No, no it ain't right. It isn't, but. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But. But I get it. You know, it's not like it's Rosie O'Donnell, right? <laughs> because here's the thing. What if it was somebody that was... Big and unattractive that way, and then you'd be like, "Oh man, that's wrong." Oh, man. Yeah, chill out. You know, you're, but you're like look, exactly what you said. You know, chill out. You know, but uh, yeah, man, that's that was the thing that was uh, that kind of came to mind. Otherwise, it's just a uh, man. Marvel does it so much better. Right. I mean, and I agree. I think that's kind of why I've been kind of hesitant to watch it. I love Marvel. 
more so over DC Comics. So yeah, know. yeah, you know. I think that's why I kind of been kind of hesitant. I'm uh, still need to watch. Uh, I think WandaVision just came out. Yeah, it just came out. Yeah, I think I'm going I'm to check that out probably later on tonight or into tomorrow. I normally, I've been doing past few weeks a Sunday night movie. Oh, yeah? That might be my Sunday night movie tomorrow night. Oh, uh, Wonder Woman? <laughs> yep, me, me and Ace, we chill and relax and watch a Sunday night Shit, movie. and now, now every minute you'd be like, oh, I don't care, I wouldn't have stopped her. Because, <laughs> dude, they only show... They only show a brief glimpse of the dude before fucking Chris Pine goes, Steve goes into his body. Right. And at the end, Steve's gone, right? And it's the regular dude. And he's looking, he's looking around, and Wonder Woman's like, and he's like, you know, yeah, <laughs> right? You're right? You're That's that hilarious. dude. You got fucking raped by Wonder Woman. But what am I supposed to say about this? Right, but <laughs> what so, am I supposed to do? Do I call the cops? No, nah. I mean, what, what, what are they gonna do to Wonder Woman, right? It's Wonder Woman. No, nah, man. Yeah. But so down any day of the week, and that's what they'd be like, bro. Come on, yeah, like you fucking work on computers. I mean, or in 1984, you work on boom boxes. Like, look, that's fucking Wonder Woman. You'd be like, yeah, transistors and shit. I tab that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, goddamn, it's a gray area, right. but. But I'm saying, but if it, now say it had, it had been a, now, now, now flip the script. Now say, what if it was a woman, like, like, uh, like Batman, and then his love interest, some, some girl, and then he goes in and have sex with this girl against, you know, I guarantee it would have been a much bigger deal. It would have been a much bigger deal, because that's wrong. It's wrong the other way, too. It is wrong the other way, but I'm saying it's just, it's, you come know, on, man. I, I, <laughs> I know what you're saying. I, I agree. <laughs> But I'm saying... I get it. I get it. it. It's wrong either way. Like, did you see the movie Passengers? The one with uh, Chris Pratt, who's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Jennifer Lawrence, where they're in outer space. Yeah. And they're both, like, supposed to be hibernating. Yeah. But, like, he wakes up, and then he wakes her up. Right. Now, that's the thing, right? Is he woke her up against her will. Right. And she's going to have to stay with him, and they're going to die that way. Right. It's the same thing, right? Same thing. Agreed. Like, that's against her agency. And he woke her up because, like, that was his choice, right? He didn't want to be alone or die alone. So he wanted to spend his life with somebody. So he wakes her up. And then if, if he had just left her sleep, then she survives it, right? Right. That's what I'm saying, man. Fucking wild. But staying on the superhero thing, in, in your opinion, what is so different? What is DC getting wrong that Marvel gets so right between the two? And not because you're a Marvel or DC guys, but... Because I get that, because I'm that way too. But there is something fundamentally different about the Marvel MCU and the DC universe, right? I think, honestly, just Marvel is just more relatable. It seems more real-world-like than the DC. Well, now, okay, if you're on that, then I argue that point because The Dark Knight, I think, is the best superhero movie ever made. The Dark Knight was good. Right, but that's a DC movie. It was good, though. It was the best because they made made the Joker. You believe that somebody like the Joker... Could really exist. Right, could be out there. And the crimes that were happening could really happen. And Batman was believable. Yes, yes. Okay? And that's, that's why I just feel like, you know, Marvel, like I said... The things that happen in Marvel, yes, we know it's superhero. But that's DC. Huh? Batman's DC. I know. I'm just saying this is why I'm saying Marvel, the way they do it, the way they have it, it's just more relatable. It seems more real. Right. So now how about this? Are you saying or would you agree with me if they took the Christopher Nolan who did the Batman trilogy, Mm -hmm. 
if DC played it like he played it, mm-hmm. that that's what you're saying. That they they would it would be much better because be much better. they would all be relatable. Like Justice League, like you did not believe at all that Steppenwolf or whatever, like that was even real or could happen, right? right, right. Or Batman versus Superman, you did not believe like that was like set in a real place, right? right, right. Whereas Marvel, what that what they have the. Uh, Civil War started because they remember Mar- the superheroes killed some people. Remember, right. yep. like when they were fucking trashing or they were fighting that thing. That made it realistic. Like, man, what if there were these super beings and they did throw a fucking bomb through a window on accident? It, like, because they're trashing all those buildings and flying and crashing mm-hmm. and shit. You know, thousands of people died in those fights, right? Right. right. And I think that Marvel kind of hit it on it. They made the Avengers into a like a real world thing. I at least felt that way. And then Thanos, you know, Thanos coming in with, like, like you felt that too, right? right. But here's what I think, and, and this will be the test, is, I don't do you know, are you familiar with this whole Snyder Cut thing Snyder. That, that's happening now? Okay, get this. Uh-huh. Zack Snyder did The Watchmen, and he did the first Superman with Henry Cavill, who's the Superman right. for DC. He was making the Justice League, and I think his daughter died, or somebody, one of his... Somebody in his family passed tragically, and he, he had to come off the movie, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of, instead of pausing, DC brings in Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon to finish the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And then the movie goes out, it gets made, and everybody shits on it because it is a, a terrible movie, right? right? But then all the actors start saying, well, this isn't the movie we shot. I don't right. know why this, you know, like, but they were pretty tight-lipped because they didn't want to lose their jobs. Well, then word gets out that, like... Zack Snyder had shot a completely different Justice League right. than what made the screen. So then people started calling for the Snyder Cut, right? We want to see the Snyder Cut. Well, lo and behold, this goes on for a year and a half. And then DC... D, oh, we're coming back. I, I lost the doc. I lost the doc. I couldn't pick up the hand signals. We're coming back. And we're back. And we're back. Yeah, that was an emergency. We had Doc, Doc Nasty to step out for some emergency surgery. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> he's good now though. But so that's what I was saying. We're talking about the Snyder Cut. So mm-hmm. this thing is now, now that this like so, they find out there's this whole different version of Super uh, of Justice League that was shot, and now they bring in the guy, the original guy, to edit it. Edit his footage to have another go at making the movie he wanted to make. He got a month to do reshoots, which he did. And then the bigger thing was, instead of releasing it theatrically, he's re- he, he, he signed a deal with HBO Max where he's gonna, he, he released it to them. And they are, instead of doing one movie, they are doing four, count them, four one-hour episodes and making this so the, the, the Justice League Snyder Cut will be four one-hour episodes and that's going to tell the, 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 the story he wanted to tell and to make Justice League that he set out to make that the actors believe they made. So think about that. Not only, like, that's crazy to think that you could watch something and be like, oh, man, eh, that was whatever. But then to find out there was a totally different one that was shot. Right. I think this is, I think the only thing that comes close to this in movie history is what happened with the Exorcist prequels. I don't know if you know about that. Right. But... The Exorcist prequels, two different halfway through the shooting of the first of the film, the director and the producer got in a fight and, and dude got fired. 
but he had he had already made the majority of the film. So they shot a they brought in another crew and shot a whole another movie, and then the producers who made the first one decided to release their cut the same weekend that the reshoot was released. Oh, wow. So you have the same movie, the same script, literally the same movie right. done two different times by two different sets of people. Oh, wow. So they're both called, one's called Exorcist the Prequel, one's called The Dominion. It's the same movie oh, wow. through two different interpretations. Right. Oh, wow. They both did shitty, by the way. <laughs> but I'm excited for this Snyder Cut because... It's interesting because Cyborg Ray Fisher, who's been very vocal about how Joss Whedon and how DC, he says, treated him as a black actor. Mm -hmm. Okay, Cyborg has been, because of his uh, outspokenness about the issue, he's been written out of the new Flash, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if you've heard about any of this shit. Have you heard about the, uh, do you know the story between the the Flash paradox, Flashpoint paradox? You know that story? So Flash, so there's like a different version of Batman, and right. you know, yep. so it's exciting because for that they brought back Michael Keaton, who was Batman when I was a kid. Right. You were a kid. Yep. Yep. They brought back. Uh, I heard George Clooney's gonna pop up. I don't think Val Kilmer, but uh, they. I heard Christopher Nolan and Ben Affleck. Okay, mm-hmm. and then not to, not to top it, but for Spider Man Three, did you hear about that shit? No, I didn't. That, hear about the, that Sam Raimi, who shot the the, the Spider Man Two and Three. For Marvel, or for Sony, because Spider-Man's that tricky entity, right? He's owned by Sony, so Marvel shares him with Sony. Right. That's why that's why Venom and shit doesn't happen in the MCU, but it's in, you know. So, and that's why Spider-Man, they threaten to take him out of the Avengers and shit. Right. But, so for this multiverse situation in Spider-Man 3 that's coming up, there's all, there was all this rumors that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland will all be... A part of that? Yes. That'd be dope. I like and, them, the multiverse. Yeah, and well, it, the word leaked because Jamie Foxx, who played Electro uh-huh. in that third one, yeah. it, it, the word leaked that he came back to play Electro. Uh-huh. So, I heard Jamie Foxx and Electro was coming back. Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. which was awesome with Tobey Maguire, yep. is back. Um yeah, and then so I guess they're going to do like, I'm sure you saw the cartoon, the Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're basically doing that for the Spider-Man 3. Nice. So then all of the Spider-Mans will be present represented, right. uh, just like DC's doing with all the Batman, because comics have done this for a while now, right? When things fuck up or they want to go a different way, they just say, oh, that happened in a different reality. Right, right, right. <laughs> And it's easy to blame it on that. It is. It's easy to blame it on that. Oh, that didn't happen on Earth 1. That right, happened right. on Earth 52. Right, right. You know? It's easy to blame it on that. And so, <laughs> but as a fan, that's infuriating. Right. Because there's so much to follow to say, wait a minute, that didn't happen in this in this reality. That happened in another one. Right. Okay. So, because of that, I'm going to segue here. I'm going to blow AJ's mind. We're going to talk. We're going to go way deep now. If anybody who's staying in the Netflix pool, anybody who watched Netflix, there's a new limited series on called Surviving Death, and it's a four, five-part series. And now I've always, I've always had a different idea about what ghosts are or anything like that. So we'll start there before we get before we get into the the deep parts of it. Have you seen any of this? No, I haven't seen. I've seen. I haven't watched. You've it. seen it, but you haven't clicked on it, right? I haven't clicked on it yet. Okay, the first part is about. The first episode is about near-death experiences, right? People who have literally been dead, mm-hmm. 
organisms. Like scientifically dead, brain dead, have been dead and come back. Mm-hmm. What their experience has been. And what's strange is they all kind of say the same shit. Right. You know, they, they, they all kind of say that they left their body, they could feel that, and then they, were, they, they knew they were without form, right? Like they weren't in a body, but they were still them. Mm-hmm. And they, all they could feel was this love and easiness, and as they're being drawn, not to this light at the end of the tunnel, but into some sort of light. And all they knew was that it was, they were welcome and loved, and, and then they were being called back, and they all say that they didn't want to go back. But they knew they were told it wasn't their time, so they had to go back. So then they they go back to their body. But they have memory of what being this there. being out of their body and this formless thing going towards light. Right. So with everything, with, with, with that all being relatively the same answer people give, I mean, you put stock in that? Like, like you're kind of like, like, the... like after you die... Your consciousness goes on. Yeah, that's what you know. I've been told that's you know from a from you're a, saying from a religious standpoint, from a religious or you know spirituality standpoint. Yes, I don't, I don't like the word religion, but from a spirituality standpoint, you know when when that time comes, you're still here, but you're not with you know in your yes. body. Yes, yes. So your that, spirit goes on, but your body. So that okay, so that's so that's the first episode. The second episode, actually two and three, are about mediums. Now I don't know how much the good doc knows about mediums, but let me let me uh, shape you, let me hip you to it. Are you familiar with what they are? No. Mediums are people who, I mean, it's it's for the longest time believed to be a con artist kind of thing. But in the last ten twenty years, there's been a lot of credibility put on certain mediums. Mm -hmm. They are people who are conduits for the dead, right? right? So. You would like say I'm a medium. You and I sit down. This I I, I am not told anything about your situation. Mm-hmm. Now the real the the good ones. We just sit down and then I go into my I do my thing. I go into my trance and then somebody who is looking to talk to you or you're trying to contact from the other side will will come into me or to my into this vehicle and, and give you information. Right, right, right. Right. So people who are grief-stricken, lost a loved one or a wife or a husband. They go to mediums, you know. So most times it's like horoscopes, right? Where, dude, it's just general shit. Like, I can tell there's a sadness. You're like, yeah, you know. You lost someone. Yeah, you know. It's called suggestion where I lead you into the answer by my by my questions, right? right? The things I'm fishing for. Oh, is it a... And then your your face kind of changes. No, it's not that. It's in your... You know, people are smart, right? Right. So I think most is bullshit. But (laughs) some of the things I've seen, like they did some very specific things and it changed my opinion. Not completely, but it changed my opinion that maybe not all of it is bullshit, which leads to episode four, which is about reincarnation. Now, here's where I'm going to fuck you up. They have a boy who's five years old from in, it's Indiana somewhere. They don't say where. But ever since he's been one and a half years old, he started having these night terrors at night, waking up screaming. The mother trying to comfort him, he's basically saying, as imagine if Albert or even Ace being that small is like, I want to go back to my real mom. When am I going to see her again? What? He's like, he says, no, my name is this. So this, this kid 
he gives he gives him he gives her a full name, says that he was murdered, and he gave his mom's name, he gave his address, he gave this is the playground we went to, okay? Oh, he was murdered at like prayer room? Yes. Oh wow. So here's the thing. He said this little boy, little white boy, his name is Jalen Robinson, and and that this is his mom is named Keena Washington. So it's a little boy right. who can't make this shit up. Can't make it up. Right. That's crazy. So then this guy comes to, this guy from the government, from the Smithsonian, comes to interview him, and he answers all the questions correctly, and he does so matter-of-factly. He shows a picture of him. That's the playground. That's the one you, me and my mom went to. That's my dad. I don't know that guy because they threw, like, a control one in right, there. Right. And basically they found out that this Jalen Robinson died in 2004. He was murdered by a babysitter. Right. This boy from Indiana was born in 2015. Okay, mm -hmm. so there's no like, that's eleven years apart. Right. Where did that? What happened in that time? What? 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 How did that spirit go into? Right. So that's what they say. They say that like reincarnation happens or thoughts of a past life. I mean, all those things are super strange. Yeah, that's crazy. But when you see things like that, what is that? Do you do you rule out the possibility that that maybe that can happen? No. Because there, there is a spiritual world, mm -hmm. and there, there's that's good spirits and there's bad. Spirits. Yes, I, so, I believe as well. Yes, I don't rule it out. So here's what I say: when people say like, "No, I don't believe in ghosts," or "I don't believe in whatever," like, like, look, radio waves, right? Mm -hmm. We can't see them, but they're there because frequency picks them up, right? Microwaves, same thing. It's out of our frequency, mm -hmm. but we know they're there because it gets picked up. A and dog even, whistle. And even us as human beings, we, we vibrate deep. That's what I'm saying. So we are tuned to a certain frequency, right? Yeah, yeah. What we can pick up. But like a dog whistle, we see them blow the whistle. We can't hear it. Can't hear Dog's it. freaking out. Mm -hmm. Dog can hear it. Right. Why? Because it just goes in a different frequency. So I believe fully that there's all kinds of shit happening all around us. Mm -hmm. But it's not in our where we're tuned to. Nope. So agreed. So some of us is some of us as humans can tap into that. have a different are set for a yeah. different frequency. They have bigger okay. receptors. Yeah. So can you imagine? That's what I'm saying is that like and they say with kids, like the past life stuff services more with kids because as that's what they say, like babies and babies and animals can like you've ever heard that they say babies and animals can sense ghosts mm -hmm. or see things that are, that we can't see. Mm -hmm. Because all of that, all of that gray matter, all of that equipment is still new, still new. and like super, like super powerful when it's turned on. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been overloaded yet. Right. Now, when you get to be a 40-year-old man or a 35-year-old man, dude, so much shit's happened. Right. We, have, we have shit, we have info stacked upon info, stacked upon info. Mm -hmm. And that's what worries me about these kids. When we were younger... Dude, we had maybe a Nintendo, maybe a Sega, or maybe we listened to our Walkman every once in a while. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, you were out playing with your friends. You were out running around with your friends. Right. Maybe you sat in front of the TV for a couple hours on the weekend. Maybe. Mm -hmm. These kids of ours are fucking flooded and inundated with information. All kind of information. Bam! They're, just, they're swamped with it. Right. Just like, so get this. I know we're jumping around, but this is an interesting fact I heard. There's a poll done by Huffington Post that... 70% of Americans cannot tell if the news they are reading is fake or not. They do not check the source of the article that they're reading because, and I'm, here's what I'm going to ask you, because I do it. I'm guilty of it. I hit on aggregation sites. I, I, I open a site that's going to have all my news stories collected for me, right? I'm sure you do the same. Mm -hmm. 
right? Mm -hmm. So like some people go to like Facebook aggregator or they go to Google News or whatever, Reddit. It, we want, us humans are conditioned to go to an app that's going to pull all the news stories together, put them together, then we go through those, and that's how we read it and digest it. Right. Maybe we see two or three things that are interesting from there, and we go from there. Right. But we rely on technology to, put, that, to basically plate our food for us, right? Mm -hmm. Okay? So then, when that plates that food, 70% of us cannot tell if the third item on the plate is fake. True. Right? True. Because uh, not enough of us do our own research. Exactly. So that gets this, to me this other point. Have you seen these, like, I think we may have talked about this once before, but I'm going to talk about it in depth now. But have you seen these deep fake videos that are going around? They're, 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 they, we're told that they're fake. It's basically like, like Jim Carrey doing Jack Nich uh, Nicholson's thing in The, in the, in the Shining. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's Jim Carrey's face. Right. Or like Tom Cruise. Uh, on Bill Bill Hader or like uh, Michael B. Jordan's face swapped out with Denzel Washington, like mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah, seen yeah. him, right? Yeah. Where you're like, they'll, 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 it'll 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 morph in and out where you right. can't tell, right? Right. So here's the thing: why that's dangerous? For right now, it's funny because it's brand new and like it's all done in entertainment. But what's what happens in like say thirty years from now when our kids have kids, where they come out and they say, oh, guess what? The moon landing never happened. What really happened was the Apollo uh, rocket blew up on launch and everybody was killed. So to, to make that, to not tip off the Soviets, we, we, we made this video to say that we really went there when we didn't go there, right? There won't be enough people alive to dispute that, right? We'll be either 90 or 80 or everybody who's involved with that will be dead. So they, you know, there's nobody that was from the original moon landing to say it went. So this group of people, if they wanted to, could shape the conversation to say, no, nah, America made that up. We were actually doing this, this is what it was for. And then you have a bunch of people who now will believe a different thing because based on the video they're shown, right? right, right. When it's all fake to begin with. Right. That's terrifying. It is. It is. But I think this is why it's important to push conversations. All right, go with that. Amen. I want to hear more of this. This is why it's important to push conversations. So you know what's real. Yep. You know what's real, you know the real of the real, and you know what's real. This is why it's important to push those conversations. That way, you know, false information isn't being spread. But how you and I are both conversationalists and you're a you're a still waters run deep guy. You're not you're not super talkative, like in small talk, but when you get into a situation to talk, you're very open and fluid with what with what you think. But conversation is becoming a lost art form. It is. Right? Because of, of this. Yeah. And I will admit, even somebody as talkative as me, AJ and I communicate almost probably every day, at least in some form. But how often do we really hop on the phone? Never. Right? Because right? right. most of what we can be said can be said over text. Right. Matter of fact, I joke half the time saying, I'll get a call from somebody. I'm like, you fucking psycho. Right. <laughs> Who calls? Right. right? Actually, you call. Right. You call. Like you're, you're more of a caller than a texter, mm -hmm. which I dig about you. But... I'm saying that conversation is a lost art form. So when people are slow to conversate and share and, and, and share what what's going on or, or mutual discussion, then, then then the narrative becomes written for you. Right. Sure. Right? That's like like this whole thing we talked at the beginning of the show about this this raid on the Capitol. Then they twist it and say, Oh, it's it wasn't Trump's borders, it was Antifa by secret. Who gives a fuck? It was wrong. Like it was all bad. Yes. But now, because of this 
way to manipulate information, fake news that looks like real news, people will believe. That's what I think half the Trump support came from. People will believe shit just because it's, it's put in front of them by a certain, by a certain outlet, by a certain entity. Right. That's terrifying. Terrifying. Because it used to be you just read it in the newspaper. That's the truth right there. Right. You know, Martin Luther King assassinated. JFK assassinated. Oh, that's truth. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Now, if that was to happen, man, you imagine if there was a, a high-powered assassination, God forbid it happens, but if something like that happened, there'd be no... One even in in the now times, there'd be no clear way for us to we know. There'd be no one story, right? Right. Because be all type of different yes. conspiracy theories. Yes. And oh, this. You know why? Right, right, right. Because right. every entity is backed by a different owner who has a different agenda. So you can. And that, that's 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 scary in itself. That's what I'm saying. So you're you can get the same bit of news told four different ways. Because uh, all because of agenda. Agendas. Right. So it could be, you know, that's what I'm saying. So it riles people up. It's, there's no one way to just, here's the steak, steak, let's call it what it is. It gets thrown out there, digest it as you will. Right. Now it's cooked up and served in whatever way you want it to be served. Mm-hmm. And that's how, and that's not the way it should be. And that, that's terrifying. Very much so. That's right. terrifying because kids don't know how to disseminate what is real and what's not real. Like, that's, that's what I was getting. And, like you said, 70%, a good 70% of those kids are not willing to do the research yep. to, to understand what is really true. Or to even, or to even click through that article to say, cause they always, cause it's part of, in journalism, you have to link your source. Right. So, so you see the article, you should click on the original mm-hmm. and see if it's from a reputable source. Right. Is it from CNN? Is it right. from, Huffington Post is it from Forbes? Right. Half times it's from some wacky ass dot com, but nobody does that extra click. Nope, you agree. They just see the that that crazy ass shit. Especially kids. Oh yeah, kids aren't going to do that. Nope, no. And that's, that's scary. Right. That's very scary. So due diligence, due diligence is what has to be done, right? So there's not enough about that happening in the future, and that's scary. But rounding the home stretch here. And uh, coming into our final segment, let's, let's, let's lighten it up a little bit. Let's talk about the good stuff. I, and before we do that, we're going to take one last break. We'll be right back to you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging out with us. This is, as you know, Dwayne Finley hosting and the good Doc Nasty, who's uh, got the bladder of a three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> But he's hanging Miller in. Light. <laughs> so yes, this segment sponsored <laughs> by Miller Lite. But yeah, so uh, yeah, as we're this will be the, as we head into the final segment, we want to keep things, you know, on a on a let's, let's, let's lighten it up. We we uh, we talked about some real talk as always. Now we're gonna uh, let's finish on some uh, on some good stuff. Let's talk about uh, you know gratitude is a theme of this show. We talk about it. We've talked about it ever since the first one. And and, and AJ, what are some things? You look around in, in, in 2021 that you're looking down and you're like, you know what? Done with the bad bullshit. I'm, I'm looking at the positives here and, and, and I dig and I'm grateful for these things. What are, what are some of those for you? Um, for me, uh, I'm, not to get too, too deep. It probably ain't really deep because I'm not that deep person. But I can see under the surface, but I'm when it comes to words, I won't right. get under the surface. But... Um, one thing, you know, kind of what I've been doing lately, probably past month, I've been doing therapy. So, uh, so one of the things, you know, I kind of always struggle with is kind of like 
you know, my self-confidence and, you know, I sabotage myself in a lot of ways. So one thing I'm I'm really grateful for is, you know, this, this team feed organization, man. And, you know, it's always been a vision of mine, as you know that, man. Yep. And, and putting legs behind it, like really putting legs behind it and following it with action and everything that's been happening behind the scenes and that's about to happen here in the near future, man. I'm really thankful and I'm proud of myself. And, and, you know, I just want to keep it going and just got, got the energy within me just to keep driving it, keep pushing it and don't give up on it. And, you know, you, you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. That, I, that's, that's, that's the thing I'm real thankful about. And that's my baby, man. I want to say two things on, on what you just said. One, you talked about like therapy. It is, it is, it is so important in this day and age, so important that men need to realize that it's okay to talk things out. To it's be, okay. it's okay to have feelings. It's okay to say, "Hey, man, this shit's too tough for me right now. I need help. I need my boys. I need somebody to listen." A third party, third party therapy is crucial. Crucial. And, and, but it has a stigma. Mm-hmm. It has a stigma for men to say, "Oh, I'm going to therapy." Like, "Oh, guess what? Oh, you're weak." Or about no, fuck that, man. Like, I am. A sensitive, emotional being, man. Like, everything about me is either passion in one way or the other. And I fuck things up. Like like AJ said, self-sabotaging. Dude, nobody beats me but me, right? Like, exactly. I'm the same way. Like, I, I could fuck up a good time with, with no help. You know what exactly. I mean? But that's what I'm saying in this in this day and age. It's like, that, that to think that it's not like it's pussy or it's feminine to, to 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 talk about your feelings no man there needs to be more of that so i i commend you like i said two things i commend you for that first and foremost second this feed thing that aj's talking about i've had the privilege of watching this i've seen this thing come to fruition right i've seen it grow legs and i've seen it learn to walk right and right now it's like that stage where you're cruising man you're you're holding on to countertops your legs are you know mm-hmm. you're gonna be walking all by yourself real That's soon a great, it's a great analogy right i watched i watched you go from crawling to rolling to crawling to, to scooting to standing up now you're now you're holding on to things and you're almost almost confident enough to start taking off in those steps by yourself mm-hmm. and i've had the privilege of watching this thing from the beginning, when you were just scooting around. Right. But I cannot stress this enough, and he won't say it because he's modest, but we talked about like his father and the right way to do things. I've got to see this man create this situation and do it the right way. So the pride that you can take in that and the pride that I take from being a part of it, from not only having my son in it, but as being your friend and watching this blossom has been extraordinary. So, so yeah, I wanted to give you kudos on those two things. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Appreciate that. And so what I've, so for me, it's kind of the same thing as I'm looking at 2021 as, uh, I want to, I, I am like, I mentioned with therapy, there's a stigma. I'm taking the stigma off of all things, right? Like, I don't think anything, I think anything in 2021 is fair game, right? I don't think there's any, like, you need this requirement to be here. I'm not taking no for an answer in 2021. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting anybody box me out just by feelings. I'm like, oh, man, I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve to be there. I'm not going to try that. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. I, I, I'm, I'm, resume-wise, uh, like, fucking good for anything you know what i mean like my resume checks out but i sell myself short i keep mm-hmm. taking i keep taking smaller quieter roles to just get by mm-hmm. because i'm 
I took a lot of damage in the last two and a half years, emotional and to rebuild. Well, how 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 long can you hide behind that, right? Like like I it's like an athlete who got dinged up in a fight, right? And he took a bad beating, so he he doesn't want to go back out there and face that challenge because he knows the last time he got he took a bad beating, so he's kind of hiding back, saying, "Oh man, my shoulder hurts." You know, I I'll do it, but let my shoulder heal. Well, then it's that time comes. Oh, let my my ankle hurts. Let my ankle heal. Twenty twenty one is I'm healthy. I'm ready. Like I need to get need to get back there and get after it. I'm going to get what's what's mine. What's What's mine, right? Right. Get back to. That's real, man, and, and you know, Dwayne, man, you you're more than deserving, man. You're you're great in your own right, man. Oh. You, you like you say, you got the resume, you've been there, you've yep. done that, you you've seen it at a high level. Hey, and we all we all hit you know certain rock bottom. Yep, we all have, but it's about climbing out of that hole. That's what it is, right? It's about climbing getting it's about hole. getting back up, dig out that hole, and and that's good. You know, uh, I seen a quote the other day. It says. Um, don't worry about missing out what's really for you. Yeah. Because, you know, what's really for you, if it's for you, it's going to be there. Yep. Even when you do fuck up. Yep. Because that's what's for you. Yep. So, that's huge, man. Yeah, I know. And the thing is, man, like, and, and again, not to get sentimental, but and I've told AJ this before, but it's about having the right people around you to that, that, that help you love yourself, right? And that's big, too. That's huge, man, because, like, the, like, a couple, a couple, a couple months ago, AJ and our other friend Terry, they were in here. We were, we were kicking back some beers, having a talk, and Terry was going. You know, he was moving into this new job and shit like that. And but that's what I'm saying. I was looking at those guys, being like, man, you know what? While I've gone through everything I've gone through, these guys have held me up. This, these are my, this is my squad. These are my people. So it's also important to tune out the static, the shit that don't matter, truly don't matter. Let it go. And sometimes that static is yourself. It's a most time. It's yourself. Uh, yes. A most lot of time. time. Yes. Most time. Yes. Good 75% of the it's, time it's, it's you. yourself. Yep. It's your thoughts. It's the voice in your head that's yep. telling you, oh, no, nah, you can't do that shit. Yep. Or, no, nah, man, you ain't good enough for that. Yep. Or, that's not you, man. Get away from that. It's yourself. Yes. yes that's I, true. I, that's what I mean by self-sabotaging. Yes. Yes. And I equate that to, here's the analogy, like I said, about cruising and staying up walking. Think of a, a a drastically overweight person going to that first trip to the Y, mm-hmm. that first trip, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to go because they'll be looking at me, they'll be right. laughing at right. me. So they 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 put on their bravest face and they fucking get that towel around their neck and they they go to do that first walk, right? right. Well, guess what? Every time back, it's easier. Right. And then the weight starts coming off and the positive, and you start seeing it. So then that that, that belief comes, that internal belief and that belief in self. And next thing you know. You're, you're running, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't have to be just that way. It can be on other things, too. And, like, my thing is, ever since I left MMA, I've been doing, like, remedial jobs that have been way below my quality standard that, I, that I'm able to do. Right. Because I didn't want to put myself in a stressful situation. Well, right. my goal this year, all that's over, all that changed. Like, I'm about that stress now. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm my best when I'm facing that shit. When I'm carried, when I'm up against it, I'm the best Dwayne Finley when I'm up, when my back's to the wall and it's time to go, you know, like, that's when I'm at my best. So doing this podcast, doing the other podcast with Hunter, doing interviews again, uh, I got a job offer from uh, Black Belt Magazine, like, they just shot me a phone call today. Like, it's funny how once you allow one door to open and accept it, the other doors start coming. So, like, 
But here's the thing is I have to follow through and deliver now. Like that's the other thing. I'm my own worst enemy. I will talk myself into failure every time because if I, once I make this happen, then I can't make any excuses anymore. I'm capable. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. But if my, if my weaker self is still at the helm, he can talk me out of it. And then I'm gonna then I'm gonna struggle. I'm just gonna be like, no, I need to be here right. when I need to be there. Right. So that's what I'm saying. 2021 is fuck the dumb shit. Like it, it's time. It's time to get everything it's moving. Time. Like, it's time. Tw- and that, that's that's what I've been telling myself. It's time. Yep. It's time. You know what I mean? The way you know things it, it played out. You know with what I was doing. I just felt like it was time. The time is now. Yep. Is now. You've been sitting back. You've been watching. You've been learning. You've been observing. Yep. It's time. Yep. Time to make the play. It's time. 2021 is the year of show and prove. How about that? Like, like now that. it's time to show and prove. I like that. So my, my whole thing has been, uh, you know, I turned 36 back in October 2020. So my theme for this year, my year 36, is established actions. I like it. So it's, it's me, you know, always had thoughts. You know, I'm a creative type. So yep. I come up with great ideas. You know, I come up with great things in my mind, but I never put action. I never bring it Execution, to Execution, right? Yeah, so well, established action, that's been a big thing for me. I'll say this. Like, I won't say that you ne- – like, you've gotten much better at, like, the execution part of it, right? Because you're a big – AJ's an ideas man, man. He's got, always got something cooking in that noggin of his, right? And it's funny because he'll say something about an idea – and I'll be like, we'll be, we'll be shooting the shit. And I'll be like, hit me with it. And you're like, ah, man, it's too big to <laughs> put in text. Or, I, know, I know what he's saying. Like, it's so big in his mind that he don't want to leave any detail out. Like, he wants to have the full presentation. And he can't put that in a text. So then, like, we'll be talking. And, like, we'll be in person. They'll be like, nah, man, it'll take forever. Like, I know what he's thinking. Like, it's weird when you're the only one that can really see it. And people have to trust you. Like, like, look, I know what I'm doing. It's all worked out here. Just get, like, give me the ball and let me run with it, right? And now you're running with it. Now things, and it's been working out awesome. But, you know, you know, kind of hindsight 2020, you know, with this whole, the big shutdown from COVID, you know, that gave me time to sit down and write and yep. plan and, and, you know, pray and meditate over my vision. Yep. And that gave me more confidence to, hey. Just put it to action. Yep, and so, use that time the right yeah. way. And so, you know, some people look at it as a bad thing, but then you got a lot of people, you know, blessings came from it. Yep. Because it allowed them to, to chill out, relax, and, hey, what it is you can fine-tune in your life. Absolutely. And get better at, and get greater at, and become greater at. Yep. So that's what it was for me during those, you know, three months, I'm going to say a good three, four months where it, things were shut down, really shut down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I did every. I was up to three, four in the morning writing in my journal of what I wanted, what I wanted to execute, what I needed to do, and slowly but surely, man, it's here now. And uh, and and that's what he just said. That's journaling is a huge tool, man. Like people don't realize that just by putting it to pen and putting an idea on paper, that becomes it becomes more real. Then what's in your head? Mm-hmm. Then you take it from paper to execution to make it a thing you can that's actually in the world, right? So creative people have a hard time with that because a lot of times you can't say, well, I can see it. I can hear it in my head. I just can't, you know. And that's that, true. That's it. But you, so have to, you have to make it real. Mm-hmm. And by writing it down, it becomes real, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I say. I tell people all the time. At the end of the year, every year, I used to write down the 10 or 10 to 20 goals for professionally. 
and 10 to 20 goals personally. And I'd write them on a piece of paper, and I'd stick them in my wallet. And then the next year, at, at New Year's Eve, I'd go by and either check off what I got right and write the new list, right? I did that forever. The, I stopped doing it two and a half years ago because I went through that bad shit. Right. And then, so this year, I realized that was one of my things, man. I got to get back to doing so. Um, that's why I'm getting back to making it real. So, like, chasing it, why, what are you waiting for, right? Right. Exactly. What are we waiting for? Exactly. I like, you know? I like that logic, yeah. So what are you waiting for? We're not getting any younger. No, and, and time yeah, and time is a fickle thing. Like fickle. I, you, you, you can bet your ass. We, it, we learned that in 2020. Yes. yes. It, it goes It goes, and it takes shit with it. Yes. Time goes by, and it takes things with it. You can never get it back. Never. And you're never gonna get that 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 those minutes back, those hours back, yes. those people back. Like you're never gonna get it back. So make the fucking most of it while you have it, right? Yes. So that's one of the reasons that we talked about this show. Like we gotta do more of these shows. We gotta get this thing up and going because we're gonna look back in five years and be like, God damn it, man! If we're gonna look back at five years, like man, 2021, we really that was the year the show took off and went to the next level. Or we're gonna look back and be like, man. We don't want to be sitting around going, oh, that show was awesome. We should have, we should have done more should with it. More, right. Right? right? So we're going to make the most of it. So here we go. This is our first offering of the new year, 2021. Hope you had a good time listening to our bullshit. I'm Dwayne Finley. This is AJ Gooden. Hold on, hold on. Before you leave, before you leave, man, if y'all can, my listeners, hey, again, Team Fee Sports, Inc., if you have the opportunity, man, please go to teamfeedsports.org. There you All go. Right, man, donate, man. Donate to our cause, man. And you know what I mean? Just watch our journey. See our journey. If you can, man, go on there and donate, man. I really appreciate it. We'll really appreciate it. It's all for the kids and, and allow them to be great and learn and develop, not just as athletes, but as, as uh, citizens of our great nation, I guess, suppose. And that's what they say. They say trick, trick a lot of kids. But yes, Team Feed, what is it? Teamfeedsports.org. Check it out. Donate. Buy your ad. Right now, there's a popcorn drive going on. Yes. So grab yourself some popcorn and because uh, you're going to need that popcorn because we're coming at you live every week. Uh, like I said, I'm Dwayne Billy. Popcorn Billy's, action. It has AJ Good and we out.